Yeah, Lord, I just thank you so much for this family, this group of people that is a family. And we're, we don't just say that, God. We get to live that out. And, and we only have the power to do that because of what you have done in us. And so, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do tonight. I thank you for the amazing word that's going to be brought. I thank you for your presence in worship. I thank you that you are good, that your character is above reproach, God, that you always have good things for us, that you always want the best for us. Lord, and I, I just thank you that you are going to have your way tonight. You are going to have your way because <laughs> we are letting you have your way in us. So God, we just invite your presence. We say, soften our hearts, God, to receive what you have for us. And thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that this night is all about you. So we just give it all to you. In Jesus' mighty name.
not define us for you define us the way you see us and the way you know us you see us through and through Jesus and your love is vast your love is unfathomable Lord would you reign in this place with your reckless love Oh, God. 
in the word of the Lord. If God is determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? Build it up with me, band. For God has proved his love by giving, by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since he has freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else that he has to give. So who then would dare accuse those whom God has chosen and loved to be this? God himself is a judge who has issued his final verdict over them, not guilty. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for he has given us his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted, and enthroned by God at his right hand. Hey, Austin, turn me up. So how could he possibly condemn us since he's continually praying for our triumph? Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one and no thing. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. No troubles, nor pressures, nor problems are unable to come between us and the heavenly love for us. What about persecutions, dangers, and death, and threats? 
No, for they all have pointed higher of his omnipotent love. Even though it is written, all day long we face death threats. For your sake, God, we are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet even in the midst of these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. And he has demonstrated his love in our glorious victory over everything. So here it is, church. So now we live with confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. For we are convinced that his love will triumph over death. It will triumph over life's troubles. It will triumph over fallen angels. It will triumph over dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in the present or the future, no, no, no circumstances that can ever weaken God's love for us. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate and unfailing, lavish love through us and for us, through Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So, Father, I thank you that there's truth in these words. And I thank you, Father, there's truth in this song that nothing can separate us from the reckless love of God. And I just pray that reckless love of God that searches through all shadows and all darkness and knocks down every door would be so present right now, God. Even though my, my throat's hurting and I'm sick, God, I thank you that nothing separates me or us from your love. So God, through this song, through tonight, let's feel the reckless, abandoned love of God. Let's go.
thank you that your love is relentless for us, that it never stops pursuing us, God. And in that pursuit, God, you pursue us with your kindness and your goodness and your mercy, God. You're a faithful father. You're a loving father. And I just thank you for the promise that you're a kind father that loves us as we are, and from your perfect love, then we find truth, we find hope, and we can find that hope in other people. And so I just thank you for this time of worship, and I thank you for Miranda and the word that you've put on her heart to share with us tonight. Pray you just fill her to overflowing Holy Spirit. Speak in her, speak to her, and speak through her tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys can take a seat. Thanks for worshiping with us. Oh, thank you. Could we give it up for this awesome worship band? Come on, let's go. And that was awesome. Thank you, man. It is a packed house tonight. Thanks for coming out tonight. And we are so excited for tonight, but also I want to just say, I know here at Alive, we like to roll in late. Uh, if you missed announcements, um, we have an amazing event on Friday, and our worship team and about eight, five more of them, there's ten of them going to be up there, we're leading worship at all-campus worship. Raise, raise your hand if you've never been to all-campus worship. Awesome. Wow, a lot of you. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so this is a cool event that they do twice a year, once every semester, and they ask different ministries to lead worship, and they bring in a speaker, and it's in Fullinger with all the different ministries all around campus. So it's in Fullinger at 7 o'clock. Definitely come out. Get there early. Uh, we're going to have some leaders there at 630. We love to sit up front, right in front of the stage, and if you've ever been in Fullinger, you know it's just a, it's a packed place. So uh, definitely come out, support our band, and uh, we say this to our leaders, just like they're worship leaders up on stage, you're also worship leaders right in front there, just worshiping God with all of your hearts. And uh, God always does something special in that place. And it's so special that we're leading this year because we actually led about two years ago. And normally you only get to lead once every like five to six years just because there's a lot of ministries and they rotate. And, you know, our whole worship band is all seniors this year. 
And so I don't start praying for next year because I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> but, man, we have an amazing, amazing team. And, um, you know, one of them had a vision this summer that they were going to be leading at all-campus worship. And he's like, oh, that's not you, God. That's just me. Like, we already led two years ago. I know we won't have a chance for a long time. And so when they contacted me, it was kind of last minute, and I don't know what happened, but they asked us to lead, and I told our worship team, and it was just so cool. I mean, this dude's face, Adam and Eric, their jaws just dropped, Paul's in tears. I mean, just so special. It truly is a gift from the Lord because they're all seniors, and, they, and the last time, the only one up there, I think, was Leah. So it'll just be, come out, it's going to be an awesome night, and then we're going to go have some Coco Mero after if you want some ice cream. So... But awesome. Well, my name is Ryan. If this is your first time out, thank you so much for joining us. I'm blessed to be the college pastor here with Alive. We're from the Vineyard Church. Um, we are going through a sermon series called Culture Carriers, and we're looking at the different fruit of the Spirit. Uh, I believe we're on our fifth one today, right? We've talked about love. We talked about joy. We talked about peace. We talked about patience. And now we're talking about kindness. I'm not going to steal Miranda's thunder because she's going to explain a little bit more about the fruit of the Spirit. If you've never heard about it, it comes right out of Galatians, but we're looking at different fruit, and as I, I, as I share this every week, I kind of prayed, God, who is someone that walks this fruit out tangibly? So we had Naomi talk about love, we had Brett talk about joy, we had the awesome Dale and MJ talk about peace, and Whitney talk about patience, and today we're talking, we're going to have the one and only Miranda McDonald talk about uh, kindness. And Miranda is truly one of the most kind, accepting people that um, I've truly ever met. And it's so cool. I remember she came to us two and a half years ago. Her aunt, is your aunt in the house? Aunt, you in the house? There you are. What's up, aunt? <laughs> oh, man, her aunt brought her to the vineyard. And I remember meeting Miranda, and she was just like, you know, just this, this girl's just hungry and for truth. And she got connected to a small group and with Abby Ann and some of the girls here, and she just, her heart just got on fire for Jesus. Now she's running after Jesus, and, and she's in grad school here and going to nursing school and just making such a difference on this campus and in this ministry. And Miranda, I just want to say publicly, you are truly what real fruit is. You are why Alive exists. And uh, yeah, let's give it up for Miranda. So, Miranda, you want to come on up? I'm going to also invite her awesome boyfriend, Adam, up. Quick, give it up for Adam. He's our worship director. And we... we we love Miranda, we love Adam, we love the journey that they're on together, and uh, I just thought it'd be really fitting for Adam to pray uh, his girlfriend in, so there you go, bro. Oh. Yeah, do you guys just want to extend a hand and pray with me? No pressure. Hey God, we just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, we just invite you here tonight, um, just come flood this place, um, open our ears, open our hearts, God, to you. Um, we thank you for the blessing Miranda is to her friends, to her family, um, and just thank you for making that so evident. Um, yeah, God, and we just, we just bless the message you put on her heart. Um, we bless the time that she spent talking to you through this message. Um, not only just this message, but the past, you know, 22 years of her life, uh, just, just teaching her, just growing her. Um, yeah, God, we just want to hear some of that revelation tonight. We want to absorb some of that knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. So, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was a surprise, so I promise I didn't plan that. That was totally Ryan. 
Well, hi guys. Ryan kind of introduced me really well, so almost brought me to tears, and I promised I wasn't going to cry till the end. So, um, so thank you all for coming tonight. I know it's Halloween, and I think it's really cool to see how many people are here. Not for me, but actually just for God. Like this is a time where people like to be scared and stuff, and it's a time for fear. But we're here in love to celebrate God. So I thank you for coming. So. I think that song, like, Reckless Love that they just played was perfect. Um, yeah, I almost started crying because I feel like some of you tonight might have felt how I felt when I first started coming to Alive in the Vineyard about two years ago. I made a lot of mistakes in college. <laughs> I partied all the time. I thought I just needed affirmation from guys, and I just didn't know who God was as my father. And um, that song just really melted my heart when, like, God is always running after you. No matter what you do, he is there for you. And that just really hit me, and I'm just so thankful that I could be here tonight. I never would have imagined myself here two years ago. And I just want to thank my Aunt Deidre publicly for bringing me to the vineyard. Um, without her, I wouldn't be where I am right now. <laughs> and without the Holy Spirit and God. So, <laughs> All right, so... I really started to see God's kindness as well um, through his acceptance in me. And I feel like you can't have this kindness without truly feeling the acceptance that he has for you. And so when I wanted to, um, yeah, when I wanted to talk about kindness, I really just felt like we couldn't talk about kindness without knowing who the Holy Spirit is. And it's funny because growing up, my mom would talk about the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. And I would actually picture fruit on a tree that were like special and from God. And I always wondered, how could you get this fruit? Like, was this fruit you could actually eat? Like, I really pictured it in my head, but started coming to the vineyard and learning that the fruit of the Spirit isn't tangible through eating, but through Jesus. So we got this fruit of the Spirit through the power of Jesus Christ because he gave it to us when he became us. That's God. He became us, and he died on the cross for us. I'll be reading from the Passion Translation of Galatians 5.22 to 23, which describes the fruit of the Spirit. It says, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, Peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. So I love how it says that love is first. Love is the foundation. You can't practice or utilize these other fruit without first loving yourself and each other. I love how it says, too, that within you is divine love. Divine means godlike. This is the only type of love that we want in our lives. You can't create this love on your own. Love truly comes from the Father, and it's shown through these fruit. Today, the world disguises love as pleasure. In our society, people are constantly trying to please themselves with sex, money, and even affirmation, like likes on Facebook or Instagram. I will admit, I was like that too. I will ch post a picture on Instagram and then check like, oh my gosh, I'm almost at 300. Oh my gosh, this is my most liked picture. But why does that matter? 
these are people that follow me. They're not my friends. And first of all, they're not my father in heaven who loves me the most. So we know this instant gratification does not last. We need to be seeking these fruit of the spirit because they are limitless. It says right there in that passage. So how can we be empty and search for this instant gratification when we're already full of the spirit? We don't need what the world says we need. Because we are full too, we can give this love to others through expressing joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. If you are a Christian and have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, you don't have to do anything to gain these fruit. They are freely given to us through the power of Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're given to us through that love from the Father. It's a divine love. So, like I said earlier, we're going to talk about kindness. I love how the Passion Translation of this verse in Galatians says kindness in action. Preparing for this message, I was speaking to God and realized that kindness isn't just something that we have within our hearts. It's something we put into action. And I believe Jesus does a great job at exemplifying this kindness. He's perfect at it. So I'm going to tell a story of the woman who committed adultery in John 8, verses 1 through 11. I'm just going to summarize it. (laughs) So Jesus was on the Mount Olives, hanging with some of the people of the city. He was teaching and speaking with them until he was interrupted by some religious scholars and accusers who caught a woman cheating on her, on her husband. (laughs) They wanted to stone her for breaking the law, but they first asked Jesus what they should do. They were trying to test him, though, and accuse him of breaking the law as well. They really didn't like Jesus because they didn't believe he was the son of God. So I could tell you guys the whole story and read the scripture, but I have a really cool video for us to watch because I believe that we need to see this kindness in action, and there is a video that can show you, even though we can't, you know, flash back in time. All right, you get it. This is from Passion. Let's watch.
dang. <laughs> that music was so dramatic, too. It makes you really feel it. But, um, man, that was so good. I love how even though Jesus knew what she did was wrong, he did not shame her or condemn her. He met her where she was at. He even stooped down to be at her level and to comfort her. But he didn't just comfort her and accept what she did. He encouraged her to go and sin no more. We accept people for who they are and where they are at in their journey, Christians or not. But we also need to show them the truth of who they are and who God says they are so they can live to love his people and make a difference in the world. That is what kindness in action is. So now I want to get real with you guys, though. I'll be honest, I'm not kind to everyone. As Ryan says, though, I really appreciate that. But I'm not kind to everyone I encounter like Jesus. Are any of you? Now, this isn't something I'm proud about, but it's something that the Holy Spirit is opening my eyes to daily. It's so easy to be nice to people who are similar to us, people who look like us, classmates you get along with, the people at church or the people at Goliath. But can you truly think about a time recently that you were kind to someone who you did not like? For example, what did you do when you saw that friend's Facebook post supporting a political representative you did not agree with? Did you angrily comment on their post to start an argument or screenshot it and send it to your friends to talk crap? Or what about that coworker or classmate that really gets on your nerves? I have both of those. <laughs> what do you do in those moments of human weakness when you can't be kind to people who you disagree with or you just don't like? Matthew 5:46 to 48 says, "What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that?" How are you any different from others if you limit your kindness only to your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that? Since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, you are to be perfect like him. Now, I love how this verse doesn't say, be God. It says, be like him. And we can only do this through the power of the Holy Spirit, which we already have if you are a Christian. So now you're probably asking, how is this applicable to my life, Miranda? I really just can't stand that person. And it's okay, I've thought the same thing hundreds of times. <laughs> First of all, when we say we don't like someone, we are also dishonoring our Father. He created every single one of us. And guess what? He doesn't love me more or less than he loves that annoying classmate I have or that Facebook friend I don't agree with politically. Not being kind to everyone and choosing who you're going to be kind to is saying, hey, God, I don't care how you see this person. I see them as lesser than me. It sounds so messed up, and it doesn't even make sense. But guys, Jesus died for them just like he died for you and me. So I encourage you, and I want you to literally ask our Father and say, God, show me how you see this person. Show me their gifts and strengths and who you created them to be. And you might have to say this a lot and forgive them for the hurt they might have caused you or even if they've offended you. You might have to forgive them first before you can see who God says they are because it's kind of like a blocker, like you're not going to listen to God until you have that forgiveness in your heart. 
And you also don't know what this person has gone through, why they act the way they do. They're not perfect and neither are you. And I'm sure as heck not, so. So I wanna talk about this classmate I have um, who gets on my nerves, but I love her. I love her, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so I won't say her name through honor. We'll call her um, Tammy, right, Brad? <laughs> It's a, it's a joke, you had to be here for the joy message, but you can listen to the podcast, shameless plug. Okay, uh, <laughs> but so Tammy and I are in uh, nursing school together. Are any of my nursing friends here? Oh my gosh, yay, they came. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for coming. So um, they know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, anyway, so Tammy, um, there's a class of us and it's only 15 in this nursing program. So we're gonna get really close, we're gonna get to know each other, they want us to all be super close. And I'm like, okay, I'll be close to all four, 13, and, except for her. Um, but no, that's, that's not what God wants. Um, Tammy's very strong and passionate, and she's very, um, it's like my way or the highway. And I'm also someone who's strong and passionate, and there's grace, I, I will let people like, I'll compromise, but I don't stand, I stand strong in my word. So it's very hard to talk to Tammy, especially making like group projects together. Um, and so she has offended me several times and it's made me see her in a different light than my other classmates. And um, the other day she actually presented and I was sitting there like kind of judging her. And I, then I felt God like say like, really, really Miranda? Right now, she's giving a presentation, <laughs> and you're about to do the same thing. And so I was like, okay, God, well, show me how you see her. And he said, she's strong, she's passionate, and she's a leader just like you. And that broke me, because I'm like, dang, okay, God, you're right, you're right. So it takes time, and I know I definitely need to forgive her, and that's something I have to pray about, and I am praying about. But it will take time, especially if this person has offended you more than once. But I want to encourage you guys to pray about it and really ask God, like, show me, show me how you see them, because that's the best image. That's who they truly are. So enough about Tammy. <laughs> Next, I want to go into what if you would disagree with this person's viewpoints or behavior and it leads to conflict? We all love conflict, huh? Proverbs 15.1 says, respond gently when you are confronted and you'll diffuse the rage of another. Responding with sharp, cutting words will only make it worse. Don't you know that being angry can ruin the testimony of even the wisest of men? How can we show God's love through anger towards people? Anger is the opposite of kindness. Honestly, if people know you're a Christian too and you're spiting them and retaliating against them in anger, it might damage their perspective of Christianity. Like, I hope it doesn't, but it might. And it might damage their perspective of who the Father is. You guys have probably already heard that, that Christians are very judgmental. We don't want to carry that representation. And also, we don't want to create this division. Satan wants to create division between God's people through this anger. And so we can't give him the opportunity to. We can't act out in anger. So we don't turn away when there's evil or fight back with that same evil. Whether that's conflict, we run towards it with love, aka kindness. 
It says exactly this in Romans 12, 19 through 21. I know I'm giving a lot of scripture, but I just want you to know, like, this, I'm not making this up. God says it right here. <laughs> Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, if you don't take justice in your own hands, I will release justice for you, says the Lord. And if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Pot belly. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Win him over with kindness, for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience, and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Sorry, I added the potbelly part. Um, people know I like that place. But anyway, um, I feel like we need to hear this because we all have conflict in our life especially within our society and debating who is wrong and who is right and whose way should go. This is definitely causing divide in our nation, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen that. Yeah. And I know, like, we know what's right in our heart because what God says is right, but God will bring justice. You don't have to take it into your own hands, but you need to trust him and have faith in that. Hmm. <laughs> so, God will make things right. So we should be kind to our enemies. And that kindness comes from love. Because that defeats the real enemy, Satan. Okay. So lastly, I want to go into what to do when conflict and disagreement arises with your friends and family. It could be arguments where you love those people but you know what is right and just because of God's word. Yeah, so um, I'm not going to say who this is because I still have conflict with this person, but I still honor and respect them and love them. Um, so, yeah. Um, right now I'm struggling in conflict with someone who's really close to me. They dislike that I'm dating Adam. <laughs> And simply because he's white. <laughs> yeah, division in the world, guys, it's real. Um, yeah, they just like it. And, um, and it's not because of Adam, really. It's deeper than that. They feel like my identity is changing because I go to a church that looks like this. But in my head, I see all different types of people. It's not just white people here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, they feel like I'm not going to know who I am because I'm not dating someone who's black. And that, that sounds crazy, right? But um, that's how they think. And um, it's, it's been hard for me, hard for me not to be angry towards them because why don't they see how God created me? <laughs> um, but I've talked to them, and they've explained um, their fears. They've been hurt by white people in the past. They've been, um, yeah, betrayed. They see the news. They see what happens in our world. And, um, yeah, and so when I ask God to show me how he sees that person, he sees me as, he sees them as their, his fearful child this innocent, fearful child. And through that, 
I just chose to be kind to that person. I chose to still love them. And that looks like calling them or responding to their text or even reaching out when you really don't feel like reaching out. It can be so hard, guys, but this is the battle we have against the enemy. He wants to create division. And I know that God is going to, like, turn things around. It might not be in my timing, because if it was my timing, this would have been gone, like, four months ago. This wouldn't even be an issue in my timing. But I know that God is definitely fixing things in their life. And through that, I really encourage you, if you are fighting with family or friends, that you should definitely just pray for them and still love them where they're at. (laughs) So, if you've persecuted people in the past, I just want to say it's okay. There's still time to change. In that change, we need to repent, though. And I know you guys hear repent, and it kind of sounds scary or weird, like, I need to confess my sins. No. (laughs) Repent just means that you need to change your minds. We've been thinking one way, like, oh, I'm only going to be kind to people who agree with me politically. I'm only going to be kind to people who look like me. But we need to change our minds and choose to be kind to everyone. Not for ourselves, but for the kingdom of God. We need to call people higher as sons and daughters to encourage, but most importantly, to love them the way our Father sees them. In Romans 2.4, it says, Do the riches of his extraordinary kindness make you take him for granted and despise him? Haven't you experienced how kind and understanding he has been to you? Don't mistake his tolerance for acceptance. Do you realize that all the wealth of his extravagant kindness is meant to melt your heart and lead you into repentance? God doesn't want us to stay at a place we're at. His kindness is so good. He wants us to take that kindness he's given us personally in each and every one of our lives and pour it onto everybody because we're already full. We cannot keep our kindness from some of God's people. It just doesn't work that way. Even though the enemy wants you to think that, it doesn't. Because Jesus died for all of us, not just half the people in this room, not half the people on the campus, and not half the people in the world. If you want to give more of the Father's kindness, I want to encourage you, one, I encourage you to just stand up right now and to take a leap of faith, and I want to pray over us, including myself, because we all have cracks within our kindness, and they need to be filled. So will anyone stand with me today? (laughs) Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just ask you, to meet us right now. Thank you, God, that you've already forgiven us for being unkind to other people. Right now, I just pray for that we forgive ourselves. I pray that you change our minds, God. Show us to see every single person how you see them. 
Show us how you call them beloved, how you call them special, how you love them. Yeah, and I also just feel like there's people in this room who feel like they've done a lot of bad things that they can't even receive this kindness. And I just want to say that's such a lie. God has forgiven you for everything you've done. Yeah, that you don't need to do anything for this kindness or any other fruit of the Spirit that is already within you. So yeah, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come right now to fill us up more with your kindness. Show us the kindness that you give us so we can give it to everyone. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you that you died for us. You died for our friends. You died for those Facebook friends. <laughs> you died for the people on the news. You died for all of them. Hmm. So yeah, God, I just thank you for your promises. I thank you that you're bringing justice to this world, God. Even though it's not our timing, God, I thank you that you are making things right and you are bringing heaven to this earth, God. I just pray you show us that more. Give us more faith to know that you are bringing justice in a world full of division. And I thank you that we can create unity through love. Encourage us to create unity through love instead of division, God. Yeah. Jesus' name. Amen. What a powerful word. What a powerful word. And I just want to bless that you and Adam are living examples of people who are running after Jesus. And when you're running after Jesus, that all, that's all that matters. And I just want to honor both of you and thank both of you for being the people and the kids of God that you are. And as you stick closer to him, all truth will be seen and truth sets people free. You both don't have to prove anything. You are who God says you are. And you are running the race, not for affirmation, but from affirmation. And I think all of us, whether it's we're white or we're black or, or whatever, I know I have felt persecution, I have felt judgment, and that's not fun. I have felt it from myself and from others, right? And I think all of us, no matter what we look like or even what we act like, we probably have all felt that at one point in our life. And I just want to say, I think tonight is a night of freedom. Tonight is a night of being marked that we are children of God, and that's all that matters. And I want to offer up two invitations tonight. So we're going to have leaders on the sides of the room. And one invitation is, if you don't feel like you deserve kindness, if you don't feel like you deserve forgiveness, if you feel like you've been in that camp where Miranda and I both have been, where we've partied and we've lived in a way that we know isn't honoring to God, tonight there's an invitation for you. And I want to ask you on this night, take a risk and, and find a leader on the side of the room and say, yeah, you know what, I just don't believe that I'm worthy of this love. I don't believe that I'm worthy of this kindness. And one thing will happen, you'll find out that you're not alone. And you'll find out that Jesus the same Jesus that died for us died for you. 
and he meets you where you're at. And there's another invitation for a group of people, and I would fall in this group myself right now, that there's been someone in our lives, maybe multiple people that have hurt us, that have offended us. And you know, oftentimes we, we hurt others because we ourselves are hurt. And I know that it's the kindness of the Lord that leads me to repentance, that leads me to, to, to forgive. And I wanna give that same kindness away to others. So maybe you're in a camp right now where you just need some prayer to be kind, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to someone in your family, to someone in your friend group, just maybe a teacher, a professor you have. But the same God that is helping Miranda and I be kind to people that haven't been kind to us will also help you. So we're going to have another half an hour or so of worship. We invite you to stay. If you need to leave at this point because of a homework or there's snacks out there, there's a bunch of candy and a bunch of cake that Sadie made, um, feel free to, to leave as you need to. We hope to see you this Friday and this weekend, but also I think God's not done tonight. He still has some things he wants to do. So we ask you to stay and get some prayer and uh, join us in worship for a couple more songs. Let's give it up for Miranda one more time. Oh, thank you. Thanks, God. you've even gone to win my war and you come back with the head of my enemy you come back and you call my victory oh
God, open our eyes to see you. Mm. Yeah, I just feel like there's still more ministry that needs to happen tonight. And there's no condemnation for not going for prayer, but I promise you that taking a step of faith to get prayer, to experience that freedom from the Father, it'll change everything. Mm. So there's just no fear tonight. There's no fear in love. Love is vulnerability and truth. song, I just encourage you to just be intimate with the Father, and don't 
be afraid to just say, draw me close, Lord, have your way in me. I just want to be close to you, Lord. Just draw me in. Because when you're, you're there, you're close to him, that's where you feel his kindness. And when it, like the scripture Miranda showed, the kindness that melts you. seconds to offer up your heart to the Lord before we sing.
God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that you are with us, Lord, that you meet us here in this space. Every time, God, every time you show up and you just encounter your people, Lord, you just love us um, with a love that we can never comprehend, God. And we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the word that you released through Miranda tonight, God. Um, and we thank you, Lord, that you are just stirring us to be more like you, God, that you are stirring us um, day in and day out to just give you more of our hearts, God, to just lay it down, um, to just come at your feet and say, God, like, here's my heart, and you just meet us every time, Lord, you are so good, um, so we just thank you, God, um, would you just wash over us um, through this entire week, Lord, I pray that you would just encounter us, God, when we're in the library, where we're, wherever we are, and just remind us that your presence is with us, God, it's that simple, you know, we're we're waiting to get our food at whatever place, and you just whisper, like, I, like, here I am, I'm with you. Yeah, Emmanuel, God with us, you are with us, God, we thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, so we just seal everything the Lord has done tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord. Um, may we just give our lives to you more every day. Yeah, amen. Now I am persuaded. 